Now we'll take it from the Mishnah at the bottom of the page. Nosnin tavshil usoch bor. You're allowed to put cooked food in the bor, um, in a pit. So it should be protected. Now the idea is, is that basically it's like the cellar, you know. So in those days before there was refrigeration, the way they kept things cool was underground. So they had a pit in the ground and it stayed relatively cool vis-a-vis the outside weather. And you want your food to stay cooler, so therefore you put it inside the pit. And that is allowed to be done on Shabbos. Bishvoshe Yishomer, that it should be protected. It should stay, uh, stay, it should stay longer. You're also allowed to put a container of good, sweet drinking water. Um, in brackish water and bad water, Bishvoshe Yitzanano, that should stay cold, basically, because water has a natural coolness, even though I'm not able to drink that other water, but I'm allowed to put this water in that water to sit there and to get cool through the container. And if you have cold water and you want warm water, you're allowed to put it in the sun so it'll warm up if you need it, if you need warm water. Now, if somebody was walking and on the way his clothes got soaked, but you know, he had to walk through water and you know, his pants got, got wet, so you can continue to walk with the wet clothes. There's no concern. Once you get to the outer courtyard um, that's near his town, so it's already uh, in the city, which is protected, so now he could put things down. So he would be allowed, the Mishnah says, um, so, uh, that you can spread it out in the sun and let it dry. But make sure that you don't do it in a public area because we don't want people seeing because to the to the passerby, it may look like you're trying to you were laundering your clothes because that's what they used to do is dry their clothes after it was laundered. This was not laundered. You just you know the the clothes got wet inadvertently. But nevertheless, you don't want it to be maris ayin. So that's the idea. So make sure they don't see you do it in a private area. Now pshita. First halach of putting a, a tavshil into a pit. What should be wrong with doing that? Why do you need a pasa? Why do I need a mishnah to tell me that that's allowed? So the Gemara answers, it's not so obvious. Maudatema might have thought the nigs are mishum ashvigumos. You know, since I'm putting it at the bottom of the pit, it may not be even floor on the bottom of the pit, and I may want to smooth out the floor. I may come to smooth out the floor to be able to let it sit. The pot sit well over there. And therefore, in order to, um, and, and therefore, uh, and that's prohibited because you're fixing the floor. Kamashman, that we're not concerned about that. Now, also that's obvious. Why should I not be allowed to put the water container into other water? So the says, you're right. For this, it's not a chiddush. Safe, it's It's for the other case. That you're allowed to put cold water in hot in a hot in the sun to warm up. That is a chiddush. So the Gemara says, what am I doing wrong? I'm putting it in the sun. Where it says, You know, when you're trying to get warm water, so yeah, you'll put it in the sun, it'll warm up, that'll be great. That'll be great. But what if it's a cloudy day, and then it's like you want to keep it warm? So you say, oh, there's no sun, so I may come to stick it into the coals. Now that is already going to be Amish and Acer. So that's why maybe we should make a Xero, we don't, we don't make a Xero over here.
Next thing we talked about is if your clothes got wet, so then you are allowed to put it in the sun. So that's what we said, as long as nobody else is seeing. So I'm Rav Yudam Rav. So Rav Yudam said in the name of Rav, Komakim Shasur Chacham Bepni Mars Ayin, Afil Bechadre Chador Masur. So Rav Yudam said in the name of Rav, in general, whenever there's an Isser Mars Ayin, that Isser is extending to all cases, not only where people can see, but any, even the, in the most private area. And this really flies in the face of what our Mishnah says, because Tanan, we learned in our Mishnah, Shotchan as long as nobody's seeing, it's okay. Sounds like, but there's only Mars Hain where it's a place where people could see. So we have here a, two, two, a contradiction. So Gemara explains, Tanai, in fact, it's a machlokas Tanoim. Tanai, Tanya, because the Bryce says, One opinion it says that you can put it in the sun, but not where anybody could see. And Rebbe Leezer, from Shimon Osrin, they say it's forbidden. And Rav Paskins like Rabbi Lazar and Rabbi Shimon that he, that that you're not it doesn't help that nobody's going to see so you would not be allowed to lay it out in the sun even in the private area where nobody's going to see it. Okay, new thing, new din. Am Rav Huna Rav Huna says I'm in Naer Taliso b'Shabbos. Somebody who's shaking out his talis on Shabbos to get Rashi says to get the dirt off of it to get the dust off of it. So. Tosva says that there's dew on it, so you want to dry it out. It was left outside in the, you know, overnight, and now there's like dew on the surface of your talus, and you're shaking it out to get the liquid off. So, uh, so anyway, that's machlokas. What the case is? So chayev chatas. You're chayev chatas for that because that's like basically it's uh, that's laundering. You're laundering your. That's a form of laundering your 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 talus. Now, um, so the Gemara says, That's only true if it's a new talus. If it's an older talus, there's no concern. Number two, It's only if it's brown, because then it's more noticeable, the dust, and therefore it's a, it is the way you clean it. Uh, that's how you launder it. But if it's white, red, it's also not a concern. And the third condition is, is that it has to be something where you're very particular how it looks. And it bothers you. If it bothers you, then this is cleaning. If it doesn't bother you, then it's not less of a concern. Okay. Ula, Ikla Lepumbadisa. So one time Ula, remember Ula was the Talmud of Rabbi Yochanan in Eretz Yisrael. And Ula came once to Pumbadisa. Chazar and he saw the rabbis in Pumbadisa. They come in They're all shaking out their jackets. Amar, kamachalina rabbanu shabbata. What are you doing? This is chil shabbos. Amar lo reb yuda nefutzi lebape. Shake it in his face, right? Because anan lo kabdinin miti. We're not picky. So, in other words, you and Eretz Yisrael were fancy, were fancier people. So, a little speck of dust bothers you. We're just shaking it out. But really, if a little dust doesn't bother us anyway, and therefore we're not chay for it, because that was one of the conditions. Okay. Abai was standing in front of Rav Yosef. Give me my hat. I need my hat. And there was some dew on the hat. So He was uh, he was like hemming and hawing about giving him his hat. Yes, what's the matter?
it's cleaning. It's like laundering. It's like doing the laundry. That's what they did. Now, I mentioned before that it's Machlokas, Rashi, and Tosfos. Rashi says that it's even laundering if all you have is dust on there. The, this is the shaking, is the actual cleaning process of removing the dust. And that's the way you launder it. And it's Libun. It's an actual Isser of, it's a Chiyuv Chatas. It's an Isser Doraisa of, of Shabbos transgression, of how you, like what the cleaning of the wool, which is one of the, one of the 39 Malachos. Now, Tosus argues, he says, no, if there's no water involved, it's not laundering. And therefore, it has to be that it's wet with dew, and by shaking it out, that's like the cleaning process. It gets the dirt off, and that's the problem. You follow? They did shake the coat, and he said, how can you do that? And they said, because one of the conditions is, in order to be chay of chatas, or not allowed, is if you are is only if you if you care about it. It bothers you if it's a little bit of dirt on it. You have to be a fancy guy. Then the, you're cleaning because that's your intent. If you're just shaking it out, then without the intent of cleaning, then it's fine. You understand? And that's what they, in Bavel they weren't as fancy as they were in Eretz Yisrael. And therefore, they didn't do it in a set in a, with an intent to clean. It was not their intent to really do a laundering. They're just shaking it, you know, a little bit less dust than usual. As opposed to somebody who's really makbid, that's where the answer is. You follow? It, only when you're makbid. That's why, again, I, like I said, it's really two shitas, whether you're holding like the water is the issue or it's nothing, it's nothing to do with water, it's just dirt. Two different questions. All right. Anyway, but there's this hat. This is what we're up to is that the hat of Rav Yosef had some dew. It was wet with dew. And, um, and he was like, I don't know, can I give it back to you? Not so I'm relaying the folks. Shadi, anan lo kaptin and midi. He said, it's fine. You could shake out the dew that's on the hat and it's not a problem because I'm not makbid, a little bit of wetness, eh, it's all good, whatever. So he wasn't, since you're not picky, then there's no concern. It's only when you're very particular that it's an issue. Am Rav Yitzchak Bar Yosef and Rav Yochanan, Hayotu Betalus Mikupeles, Munachas Lo Al-Ksefo, if you're going outside with a folded talus on your shoulder, Bishabes, Chayv Chatas, that's carrying, and that's Mamish Chayv Chatas. Tanya Nami, Achiz Sochtu Eksus, People who are in the business of selling clothing, they carry it on their shoulder, fold it up, and that is because that's carrying on Shabbos. This is not only the people who are in the business for selling, anybody. It's really anybody. The sellers are usually lotzes kach. That's how they typically go out. So the point being is that, that this is an iser of carrying because that's not what we call derech malbush. It's not the way it's typically worn. You don't wear your fold, uh, folded talus over your shoulder. It's not wearing. Okay? So and that's the key element to make a difference between carrying and wearing, which is not carrying. Okay. V'chen vani, similarly a storekeeper, they used to have money tied on their garments. 
and that's the storekeeper, and that would also be Chayiv Chatas, because that's not Derech Malbush, okay? It's, uh, and it's carrying. Belochen Vani Belvad is not only a storekeeper, but Amro, Ella, Koladim, it's everybody. Ella Shadar, Kesholchen Vani, let's say that's how storekeepers used to go out with money tied to their clothing, and that is, in fact, carrying, it's not wearing, okay? I remember as a little uh, kid, there was a type of loafer, it's called a penny loafer. I don't know if you guys remember, it was in style for a while. And they used to have a little penny in the, in the container in the loafer. And the question there was, is that are you allowed to wear those on Shabbos? Because it's like carrying the coin. <coughs> is it Derech Malbush? Or is it was like part of the style? Or is it carrying? Is it Muktzah? So that was the discussion. I just remember it's related to this issue. I don't remember the Psach I think we had to take the coin, the pennies out just to play it safe. But anyway, that was the, just reminded me of this similar, similar type of thing. Next thing, Varatonin, Yotzim Bisudrin Shalkas Ksefan. The Ratonin, um, which, uh, okay, the, the Ratonin is, uh, there in people from this place called, whatever, that's the name of the place, they would go out Bisudarin Shalksefan with these large, they had these very large kerchiefs that went on their shoulders. And that's that's not caring. That is um that sounds like it's okay. It's really everyone. That's how they used to go. They had a very large kerchief that was around that was, you know, that covered their shoulders. It was like sort of, and that's like the style. And that's called wearing. So really, we get the line. If it's something that is typically worn that way, then that's called wearing. If it's something that's typically, uh, that's not worn that way, it's just a way of getting it around, carrying it around, so then that would be carrying on Shabbos. Okay? And you got to worry about that. Okay. Um, so, Amar Rabbi Yehuda. So Rabbi Yehuda said, Allah. Uh, the story goes with Hork, uh, the Horkinus, who was the son of Rebbe He went out with this same kerchief, this this headdress, it was kefia, similar, it sounds like similar to it, on Shabbos. But he kept the string to wrap it around his finger um, so it shouldn't fall off, basically. When they came before the Chachamim, you don't need that to keep it on, that the concern is that maybe it's going to fall off because it basically sits loosely on the shoulders. It doesn't matter, it's still fine, and you don't worry about it. So if you don't need the string to wrap it around the finger so there's no concern that it's going to fall off, it's you drape it over your shoulders. That's the way of style of, of dress, and that's perfectly permissible. Ukla Ula Ikla Lebe Asi Barhini. So Ula came to the house of Asi Barhini, and Bowman asked the question: Maulasas Marziv Bishabbos. Can we make a Marziv on Shabbos or not? Amelu Achem Rabbi Loi Aser Lasas Marziv Bishabbos. You're not allowed to make a Marziv Bishabbos. Now we just have to define. What is a marziv? My marziv. What do we mean by a marziv? Amar Abzera, Kisi Bavlisa. This is the pocket, the Babylonian or Bavlisa. The, uh, it's a certain style, um, a style pocket, which is basically what they used to do is they would fold the garment 
and make it into like a pocket. You know, you fold it up and there was a way to keep it that way and that would be like a, basically a little pocket. You can contain things. Are you allowed to go out with this marziv on, on Shabbos? And he says, no. And the answer is no, you may not do that on Shabbos. Now, Rabbi Yermi Avi Yasem Kamei came before Rabbi Zeira, what if I do it this way? Is that allowed? He was like showing different ways. Amr no, you cannot. What about this way? Yeah, like this fold. Can I do this fold? Amr that's also not allowed. So Amr Papa, Papa said, you want to know what type of folding clothes is acceptable? What, when, when is folding clothes not acceptable? Nekot ha'iklala Here's the rule so you understand the principle and then you'll know what's acceptable or not. Kol shari. If your intent is to keep it that way, that it's always going to stay in that way, that is prohibited. If it's just for beautification for a short period of time, then it's allowed. The a good example of what we're talking about, a classic example, is the sleeve. So we have our sleeves and we fold up the sleeves. Are you allowed to go out without an Erev with folded sleeves like this on Shabbos? That's the question. So you got to determine if it's meant to always stay this way. Some people, that's the, that's the style. So then that could be problematic. You're carrying on Shabbos because you folded it, it folded up to stay. But if it's meant just for, it looks nice for a while, but it also goes back down. So then that would be allowed, and that is the difference. And I think that's a good example. It's like a cuff in your pants. Sometimes it's done just for style, and it's temporary, and then, uh, you know, and then you pull it back down. So that is, the, uh, that is the two sides of the discussion, and that's when you know whether it'll be allowed or forbidden. He was making his sadin, his head covering, nice. And one time, Rebbe went out to the field. Similar situation. He went out to the field. And he had the sides of the talis, like we wear talis, folded up on his shoulder. Okay? Which is the way we wear it, right? And um, so, the, so Rebbe went out to the field. Uh, Rebbe Meir. So the Yoshua ben Ziras, who was the son of the father-in-law of Rebbe Meir, so he was, um, that's what it sounds like, Ben Chamov, right? Shor Meir, Bizu, Lo Chiv Meir. Didn't Rebbe Meir say in this case that it's, uh, the Meir said it's Chai Vachatas? Samalei. So he said, Diktik Rameir Ad Khan, he was so picky about even this. So she also Rebbe Talisa, so he lowered down his talis. Now, Kiyos, that's version A. Kiyos Ravin, Amar Lo, Yeshua Ben Ziras Hava. You got the story a little wrong. It wasn't Yeshua Ben Ziras who was the rela- a relation of Rebbe Meir, who knew Rebbe Meir's opinion. Ela Rebbe Yeshua Ben Kapusai, Haya, it was Rebbe Yeshua Ben Kapusai, Chasno Shal Rebbe Kiva, was the son in law of Rebbe Akiva. And Amar Bezulo Chiv Rebbe Kiva Chatas. Rebbe Kiva did not say it's Chayv Chatas. So uh, it didn't. He said it's chayv chadas. I'm a little dictic. Rebbe Kiva at Khan was he so particular? Shows to Rebbe Taliso. In Kiyasa Shmuel Bar of Yudah, Amar Nishal Itmar. 
No, he was asked about it, okay? Meaning, the story never happened to Rabbi. They asked him, the Shiloh, can you go out with your talus on your, up on your shoulder? Until he said, in the name of a mayor, Chayef Chatos, and he thought that um, since it's not folded uh, really, because it's only like folding up the sides and still hanging down in the back, it should be allowed. And he saw that actually Rabbi, uh, Rabbi, uh, Rabbi Meir was machmer on it. Anyway, very interesting psakalacha. I'm not sure how to apply to the way we wear our talisim on Shabbos. Is it considered carrying or not? Anyway, so good question. Brings us to the next thing. Harochets b'mei ma'ara b'mei teveria. Somebody who bathed in a in a, in the water of a cave or to the Tiberius, you know, the hot springs of Tiberia, finistapig and he dried himself. I feel Even if he dried himself in ten uh, towels, so how wet is each towel? Not that wet. Lo you can't carry such a towel because. There's a concern that you may come to squeeze a towel, and that's not allowed. But if you have ten people, they can they can all share the same towel, washing their head, their face, their feet, hands and feet. And there's no problem of carrying. And this is based on the advantage of a group over an individual. When there's an individual, there's a greater concern that that individual will come to carry. When it's a big group, it's less of a concern because what are we worried about already? One guy who might come to do it, they'll stop him. They'll say, oh, you're not allowed to squeeze. So there's less of a concern. Next halacha. So you're allowed to rub oil on your body and, um, and spread it around, but you're not allowed to like massage it in. That's not allowed. That's misamlin, like for, like... Rub it in vigorously. Velo misgarin. Misgarin is not clear, but it is a tool that they used to like scrape it in or rub it in. Um, and that's also not allowed. And yardin le kordima. You're not allowed to go to the river, kordima. And you're also not allowed to make an emetic, which basically is a, a med- medicine that makes you vomit. And you're also not allowed to fix the bones like of, of, of a child. And you're also not allowed to reset a broken bone. But if the if the if the hand or foot goes out of its socket, it's only not allowed to put it in cold water. You can wash it regular, not specifically in cold water to get it back into place. If he gets better, that's fine. And all this is based on the question of am I doing medicinal activity, which is a concern that you may come to. Again, it's not considered life-threatening, these things, and they could wait, and therefore it's a question of whether you're allowed to do it on Shabbos. Okay, because of medicine. Now, uh, we learned in the Mishnah, the, the bath that we're talking about is similar to Tveria water, which is uh, just like we know that the Tiberius baths are hot water, they're steam baths. So too, they're hot. So too, the the question we're discussing here is going in a hot bath on Shabbos. Now, the implication of the Mishnah is, is that this is only acceptable 
not acceptable at all. It's not allowed lechatchila. If you did so, so now what about the towel? But we're not saying you're allowed to bathe on Shabbos. That's the with hot water. Michlal, and by saying it this way is that we're saying that bathing is what's not allowed. The implication is, is that if I'm not in going all dipping in a bath, but lishtatif, if I'm pouring hot water over my body on Shabbos, that's kolgu for my entire body. I feel lechatchila. That's perfectly permissible and perfectly allowed because we only seem to have a problem of bidyeved and not lechatchila when you're actually going into a bath. But if I'm just running hot water on my body, even if it's on my entire body, that would be legal on Shabbat Dami, that it's perfectly allowed. So Mani, who is our mission? Going like Rib Shimini, it's Rib Shimin Shita. What? It's basically a shower. That's, this, is, uh, this is a shower. Now, uh, mind you, there's a lot more uh, issues with regards to our showers, where the water is turning on, potentially, there's cold water that's going to come in. That's a lot bigger. But we're talking about a, you know, just to, to keep it as simple, we have water that's already heated from before Shabbos, and I'm pouring it in a, in, a, in a cup, and I'm pouring it over my head and my entire body. That's what we're talking about. The showers that we have, again, but again, Rabbi Shimon is saying I can wash myself with hot water. We're not talking about where I'm going to cook any water. And I'm not bathing. I'm just pouring it over my body, and that's allowed. Who allows that? Rameir says you're not allowed to run water on you, whether it's hot or cold, on your entire body. That's Rameir Shita. Rabbi Shimon says it's allowed. It's three of He says hot water is not allowed. Cold water is allowed. So if you want to just pour your uh, cold water over your body on Shabbos, you're very hot. That, according to Rabbi Yudah, is permissible. According to a mayor, even that's prohibited. And according to Shimon, even hot water pouring on you is mutter. The whole concern, and that but bathing is for sure not allowed. That's what we're saying. Now, when the stopping, he's drying, I feel bad, so I want even 10 towels. So, each side is telling me uh, extra chiddish. The chiddish of the first case is even though after if I'm drying myself with ten towels, how much water is in each towel? Hardly any. And yet, since given the chadhu, since I'm just one individual, I might come to squeeze one. Uh, I may squeeze the towel, which is prohibited. Even these where there's ten people sharing the same towel, there's probably saturated with water. It's never concerned. Since it's a large group, they're going to remind each other, um, no, don't squeeze it, and that's good enough. Okay, the rabbis learned, the person can dry with a towel, and put the towel by the window so it gets uh, dries out. But what you're not allowed to do is hand it over to the bath attendant. Why not? Because the bath attendant is a Jewish guy and he needs dry towels to give out to people and if it's a little saturated, he's naturally going to be tempted to squeeze it out and therefore we don't trust it. Divrei Rebbe... No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He says you could use a single towel Dry yourself and carry it in your house. 
So who do we paskin like? Are we concerned about the towel or not that you're going to come to squeeze? Reb Shimon is saying you could. So I'm should know that it's not only Reb Shimon who allows you to do with the towels. Even Rebbe does, and Shmuel, and Rebbe Yochan. There's a lot on that side. So you can be Meiko. Rebbe Shimon Adama, Rebbe Shimon we just quoted. Rebbe, the Tanya, the Bible says, I'm Rebbe. When we sat and learned Torah by Rebbe Shimon, in the city of Tekoah, we would actually be carrying in this, you know, from the courtyard to the roof, to the roof to the Karfif, uh, and all the way, we took this backwards route because according to Reb Shimon, it's all one domain and it's not carrying. And until you get to the spring, and Shina Roksimbo, we would we would bathe on Shabbos in this spring. Um, so, and obviously, you ta- every, you're taking a towel. It sounds like it's, you know, even if you're only alone. And that's, uh, you see, that we're not worried that you're going to come to squeeze out the towel. Number one. Shmuel, the Amar of Yehuda, Amar Shmuel, Rabbi Yisrael, Rabbi Shmuel, Mistap, God of Lantism, Rabbi Yehuda, so Peso, straight up, exactly like Rabbi Shimon, and Rabbi Yochanan, also the Amar of Chiyah Barab, Amar Rabbi Yochanan, Halacha, the law is Mistap, God of Lantism, Rabbi Yehuda, so Peso. We basically don't worry that a person by drying themselves with a towel that they're going to come to squeeze the towel. It's just not common enough, and we don't worry about it. Okay. Next. Um, how can Rabbi Yochanan say this? Gemara asks, We know that Rabbi Yochanan always baskets like a Stam Mishnah. And what is our Mishnah? It says that you keep, that there's an issue with the towels. You may come to squeeze if it's just one person. And it's no name attached. So Gemara says, He actually has the version in his Mishnah. That in the end it said different ben chachinai ben chachinai. It's not the not the main reason, the main opinion. It's not a stam mission, in other words. Amar Rabbi Chiyah Rabbi Amar Rabbi Rabbi Yochanan Rabbi Chiyah Rabbi said there Rabbi Yochanan no lairin mevin blurry nashim lepei bani. So the bath attendants would bring the, uh, the 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 clothing, basically, that the women would wear, like the robes that the women would wear from the bath, and how he couldn't bring it, he couldn't carry it, so he'd bring it by the bath by wearing it on, you know, as a, as like a shawl, and this way they have it. Basically, as long as they're covering head and most of the body, it's actually considered wearing, and it's fine. Sachnisa Sachnisa We'll see what that is in a minute, right? Sachnisa was basically a big, um, also like a big head covering, and it hangs down, and it, so basically, it, uh, it you, the, like the women would cover their head. It's sort of like a kerchief, a large kerchief, and it has to be the two ends have to be tied to each other because it's, it can easily fall off her head. And therefore, you may come to come pick it up. So therefore, it needs to be like sort of tied on. Okay, that's the sachnisa. Tzarech l'kasha beis Rachel l'mata below her, you know, lower down. Amar Abchiyah bar Abba Amar Abiyachan l'mata miktafayim below the shoulders 
apparently, I'm not sure exactly how it was worn, but it had to be tied to her body, not just to her, to her head. Now, Amar lei Rava levenei mechuzah. Rava said to the people mechuzah, ki ma'afri sumani levenei chela. They used to actually have to bring clothes to the people in the army. So you, they weren't allowed to carry, so they would have to wear it. So sharvivibu lematem ksefayim. Basically, you should make it cover below your shoulders. You can't have it just around your neck, like a like a like a scarf, because that's not the way now normally is worn. Which is basically the principle that we've seen. You would have to lower it and cover your body with it, and that would be the way to wear it. Sachinum emashmashin. Next halacha we saw in the Mishnah was the rubbing oils. So you're allowed to rub emashmashin. Tanur abanan sachinum emashmashin b'vinim ayim b'shabbat. You're allowed to rub oil and uh, and and the, on the stomach, on your stomach on Shabbos. So actually You have to do it somewhat different. You have to sort of change it up and not do it the way you would do it normally normally during the week when rubbing oil. Okay. Hey So what's the way to change? First you rub it on, and like you just pour it on, and then after it's poured on, you rub it in. Now, you pour and rub at the same moment. But that's either way, that's considered not like the way it's normally done, because um, normally you just you rub first, and then you put the oil on afterwards. So... Um, that's the difference. Avalomis Amlin, we said that you're not allowed to work it in like uh, with, you know, rub it in vigorously. The river Diomsis, you're not allowed to stand on the, on the dirt of Diomsis. The reason why is because it's sort of like a, uh, 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 it's like, um, it warms you up. It's like, uh, and it's sort of like a. It's very salty, and it actually is medicinal, and that's why it's like a refuah. So standing there is like taking. It's like taking medicine. It goes back to that concern. Now, the time when it has that effect is only twenty-one days. But and one of those twenty-one days is Shavuos. So the question is that it has this medicinal quality to it. So the question is, um, is it the beginning or is it the end of this period? So all drinks, warm drinks, are helpful, are healthy from Pesach till Shavuos. Um, so, the, so it sounds like Shavuos is the end time. So the verse is Lavdafka. Alma Mali, when the world is still pretty cold, so it's good to have a hot drink. Here, maybe it's medicinal qualities because of the extra heat, and therefore, the Kim the Chamim Alma Mali. If the hotter world, the world's hot, it's in the heat of the summer. Maybe it's better, and therefore, maybe Shavuos is the beginning time. So, and it starts twenty-one days from Shavuos, perhaps. So that's the question. Amr Abchelbo. Rab Chelbo says, "Chama de Prugisa, de Prugaiso, Maya de Diomsis, Kibchu Aseres Shvatim." Fascinating story. The wine that was very high quality wine of Prugisa, and the water that's medicinal of Diomsis, which was like a mud bath, whatever, a very, a very, a, you know, a very good feeling. It's what it's what really ruined it for the ten tribes, Mi Yisrael. 
because they got involved in these pleasurable activities and they slowly lost their, uh, their Torah study and that's why they ended up assimilating, basically. Now, Rebbe Lozer ben Arach, ben Arach, went to that area. And Im and sure enough, he got involved in the pleasurable activities, and uh, he got hooked on it. And he akar tamudah, and he forgot his learning. Kihadar also, when he came back to visit, kam lemikri b'sifra, they gave him, gave him to read from the Sefer Torah, ba lemikra achodesh azalochem, and he wanted to read the 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 pasuk of Hachodesh Azalachem and Amar, and he said instead, Their hearts were were deaf. But the point being is he couldn't even read the pasuk. So so the rabbis davin that such a great Talmud Chacham should basically become illiterate. They they davin and he, and his Torah returned to him. And that's what the Mishnah tells us, Rabbi Norai Omer, you need to always exile yourself with this Torah study. Don't assume that if you're such a Tamil Chacham, the Torah will come to you wherever you are. It doesn't work that way. It's your friends that are going to keep the Torah strong by you because they'll ask you questions in all parts of the Torah. And you're not, when you're learning one, you're not going to forget the next. Don't trust your, your smarts. And Tana, we learned, his name wasn't really It's none other than this Rebbe Lazar ben Arach, and he's talking from experience. Why do you get the name Rebbe Because he was so brilliant, he would open up their eyes in Halacha. Even someone of that great stature, when he was alone, away from the rest of the Talmud Rachamim, he forgot his Torah. Okay. Um, we are running out of time. I think uh, we could stop over here and uh, basically continue with this um, tomorrow. Tomorrow is Shabbos. So we'll pick it back up, Shabbos uh, Shabbos, and we'll start from here and continue from here. And a pleasure learning with everybody.